I can't stop. Good morning. Hi, everybody. This is a Tamika Michelle podcast show. And today's podcast show is going to be about creative writing. What specifically? Poetry. I don't know if you know me. Hi. Good morning. It is 12.43, almost 1 in the a.m. And I'm up talking about poetry. Excited, in fact. I'm kind of a, uh, a perfectionist when it comes down to writing or creating. I'm, uh, how do I describe it to you? Again, welcome to my podcast show. And today I want to talk about my love for poetry. And there are other companies out there that will, you know, stand behind you if your poem wins a competition. Anybody can win a competition. Anybody can do this. Well, no, I'll take that back. Everybody can't do what you do. I don't know if you have a love for poetry like I do. But I do enjoy what I do. I'm up 1 o'clock in the morning nearly and revising, refreshing, and figuring out this awesome body of poetry that I am preparing for either today or tomorrow to take care of it to invest in it. I gotta look at it as an investor, folks. I'll tell you, there's a competition going on, and it's a prestigious, well known um, company that actually gives the right type of exposure for us poets out there. But, you know, most competitions require you to pay some type of fee. I'm not exactly happy about that, but this is the thing. If your work gets recognized by the right people, your special thing that you do, not only can you win money, you can win exposure, you, you can win publishing. Um, I like the idea of it. So I'm going to go ahead and enter this contest and I'll tell you the results one of the points I'm trying not to tell you and give away everything and what inspires you but I can tell you what inspired me to write this poem hard times fear rejection and reflection meaning I wrote this poem early on and I seen it and decided to edit some of it. I'm, I'm a photographer, so I'm so used to photo editing. I got that. It's not a problem. But the but is my prestigious poetry. I have to go according to what I feel is right. You know, because the whole point of me doing poetry is to let my heart be free. I don't know about you, but I can be honest with you. Emotionally speaking, I had a problem with speaking up. At times, I still have a problem with speaking up. But for me, words, play on words, and the whole art of that makes it easy for me to say how I feel. There, I feel safe. There, I feel free. 
there i'm exactly where i want to be who i want to be without fear without judgment beyond my own expectation you know beyond my fears and doubts and naysayers oh come on everybody got a naysayer right welcome again to this poetry love of poetry so what type of poems do you do I talk about different poetries that's actually, I try to inspire other people, inspire myself as well now. You know, with writers or any type of artists, it's a lot of times their art tell on the individual, their perception, what they like, and part of who they are, you know, the choices that they make, have made, and what they make today in reflection, you know. Your art does tell on you, by the way. I've heard that before. Your art tells on you. I'm like, yeah, okay. But like, as a grown 40-year-old woman, I'm starting to get some more wisdom. Some more of that wisdom. It's not really about your age. Because I've met, you probably have too. Maybe you're a young person. I've met very wise young people. It's the application of that wisdom that makes you enjoy the benefits of applying that wisdom. You get what I'm saying, right? It's like, you know, if you notice people doing things that are not correct, they are not wise, and you notice the result of them doing those particular things, well, I think you won't be doing it because you realize that can happen to you too. It's like, I hate to say it, but it's true. People who are addicted to drugs, people who are addicted to just a wild lifestyle and just don't value themselves. <sighs> Not that I'm putting anybody down. God knows I ain't. Because ain't nobody perfect, including yours truly. Right here, right here. I'm showing the hell ain't perfect. But what I do know is I'm not going to... I only sit by and watch people who I love and care about destroy themselves and then me do the same exact thing don't make a whole bunch of shits not do it i'm just saying you know um and i've seen that happen to people who i care about who i'm related to by the way and yeah i have literally no hunger or desire for that i have desire for other things that may not be so helpful but it ain't drugs okay so um I think we're all in this together, meaning this life that we're all living. You know, I just had a notion, a thought, and I'm not being cynical. I really am not, so hear me out. Thank you again for coming to my, my Love for Poetry podcast show. And you know what I thought about today? Just started thinking about this, like five minutes before I started recording this podcast show. There is good in this COVID-19. Are you hearing me? There is some good. I want you to pay attention. Since COVID-19 has happened, besides, okay, let's not not be afraid to address the elephant in the room, meaning all these people who are getting sick, how the numbers are going up, it's a bit scary, but there is, I say the word but because I want to reflect on the goodness. 
there is good. There's people actually ganging businesses. There's people, unfortunately, who businesses taking a dive. You know, um, I live in Jersey and I like to go on the Ave. It's getting cold now and it's starting to rain a little bit. So, okay, a lot. Jersey rains a lot. I forgot, but now that I live here, I have to deal with it. And I don't want it. You know why? Because I know about the dry lands. I used to stay in Las Vegas for eight years. Got a little lost in Las Vegas, I have to tell you. And lost meaning uh, my life was hell. 120 degree weather. And long story short, it became a horrible place for me. A hard, horrible place. It's different when you go and vacate there versus you actually stay there and you're homeless in a state that do not help the homeless. Why do I know that? They do, but they don't. I think it's really about what they know. Like, I realized when I went back to Vegas this July, that they actually, they meaning the Salvation Army, that's North Las Vegas. That's the shelter where I used to stay. I stayed in the paid dorm. Why? Why not? I wanted to be off the streets, number one. Number two, and the Salvation Army did that, and it was a clean area, and it was a very few people because it was a paid dorm. I paid $10 a day. This is four years ago, and a miracle happened to me. I started trusting God because I was so broken. I would just literally survive and just to get by. It was so hot. I remember my lips cracking, cracked lips. And I think I have beautiful lips. The lips were cracked and dried up from that. The Mojave dry land desert. There's a lot of beauty in Vegas. There's a lot of hard times for me at the end of Vegas. I was a bandit. Or the attention that I did get, well, my ex-husband don't count. Because he was literally fighting me in broad daylight on the strip of Las Vegas. That sounds nuts, right? It's like when I hear myself say, I go, wow, I went through that? Yes, I did. He wanted me, and I didn't want him anymore. Real simple. Like, he came back in my life and act like he was going to go to therapy. And then when it was, you know, push come to shove, he started picking an argument, started fighting me. He came back in my life after the divorce had went through. And I admit, I gave him another chance because he was talking that I, I love you, I need you. You know, the stuff that a girl like me, it was impossible to resist. He knew what to say to me because he knew me. He knew me in a way that, well, nobody else knew me at that time. Which I felt like he took full advantage of. Of course he did. You know, talk about how bad he missed me, how lonely he is. I need you. I've been so lonely. I said, I'm not going to be with you unless you and I go to counseling. I'll go. What? You'll go? <laughs> I try to give him a chance. You know, I wanted to believe that, that he was significantly special enough that he's willing to work through his problems. But he wasn't willing to do that. And at the end, he blamed me for his stuff. You know, that whole irresponsible crap. And then he started a whole fight me. And then I started fighting him. 
And I start fighting and speaking up for myself and standing up for myself, you know, cursing him out because he started. But I, I kind of ended it. <laughs> I ended it when I left. That's how I see it. That's my perception. Because he wasn't able to uh, attack me no longer. He came up on the strip a day before because one of his homies spoke about me. Somebody who we associated with. There's some old lady all up in my damn business, ain't got no business being in it, and she going back, oh, she about to leave, which it ain't his business, and don't think I didn't call on Jesus. I don't know what your faith is. Know that I'm not trying to offend nobody's faith, and I'm definitely not trying to convert anybody. If you have a specific faith, I hope you love it, you know, because I love mine. I hope that, you know, things are great for you. Because I have a love for all people. So for me to talk to you in a kind manner, like I'm pretty sure God didn't say um, hate all people that don't believe in me. Because I'm pretty sure if you look in the Bible, it's not there. (laughs) And yes, I am one of those Christians that say, oh, if this is true, find it in the scriptures. You know, that's what I, I straight say, find it, if it's real. My ex used to hate that about me, but let's get over that and let's get back to poetry. But, you know, life is poetry. Art is poetry. At least that's how I perceived it. Because before poetry, I was a quiet girl. I don't know if my aunt realized that, but I have told her the thoughts that I had. See, I come from a family of poets, published Authors, yes. I'm talking my Aunt Alice. She's one of my Facebook friends. And, okay, I know we're not supposed to favor Aunt, but I definitely favor her. When I was a little girl, she actually, I remember her inviting me into her room. She was in college. And she actually would show me her poetry. All this poetry. She had Books and books and all these different, and her handwriting, I remember, was pretty versus, you know, mine. And <laughs> mine going to hear it now, wrong lady. And my grandmother, her mom, is a published author. Yeah. And they do poetry. So, um, poetry is my first love and creativity. So, I look forward to entering this contest. I got this feeling, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, but I don't believe so. I believe this is going to get me some recognition that I've been looking for. These poems, I'm trying to make it it to where not only was it fun to read it, you catch on to it and you get it, but also it inspires and promotes growth among other people. It promotes love and understanding and strength to many. This is like my mission I feel like with every thing that I do, if it be photography, if it be documentaries, because I do documentaries, interviews, or writing poetry, or creating a story, or, like I said, documentaries, film, etc., I've learned to have an actual goal, a mission statement. So in my mission statement, I am choosing... To create love, strength, joy.
joy and inspire others about my life, about what my triumph. So what do you like about poetry? Do you really have a love for poetry like yours truly? Just think about it because there are companies out there. And if you'd like to hear my recommendation, I would gladly give you some. Give you a list of different places that's legit companies that are doing poetry contests and and etc. I think I'm going to start looking up contests, legit contests that is nationwide and understand the genre and all that and and advertise on the behalf of y'all who just looking for a foot, your foot in the door, just want to enter into the arena of poetry, uh, just want the right type of exposure. A lot of us are literally in waiting. And I hear some people say, like, what are you waiting for? I get that. A lot of us don't know where to go. So if you would like to hear more about the resources that I have and the list of stuff that I'm pretty sure I'm about to start doing, so forth as different associations, something that will be the right type of attention for your work. If you're really interested, leave a message here on this podcast show right here. There's a voicemail. And it's free, by the way. And you are more than welcome, of course, to sponsor your podcaster. I believe you could do 99 cents and up. Of course I want up. But whatever I get, I am grateful for. Because I realize you don't have to do it. I definitely know how far I've came. Me who used to have the cracked lips. Pen handling, the sun was so bright I could barely look up even though I got sunglasses on. With a cup, sitting down on a bridge. Mm-hmm. I'm just reflecting about my first famous, um, famous shot that I sold at my art gallery show. My first art gallery show was a bridge picture. It wasn't in Vegas now, but it was a bridge picture. And by the way, I don't fly, folks. I don't know if y'all wear that, but I, that's like a fear issue I have. And I still won't fly. I'm like, people be saying, oh, you know, they're trying to give me different reasons why I shouldn't be afraid. But I don't even want to take a chance. I don't even want the, the whole, like, fear factor. And then, like, traveling now is kind of, it's, no, you kind of, it is crazy. Me who travel by Greyhound. And I actually like the open road, to be honest with you. I like the details of the open road that you probably may not see on an airplane. Even though there's a different type of detail in the sky that I could be able to capture. I've seen some, y'all probably have too. I've seen some magnificent cloud pictures, the way they're formed, the details of the formation of them. I mean, it looked like... Like thick quilted sheets, if that make any sense. That's at least how I perceive it. 
um, I'm trying to like, or a foam, or, but like a wavy foam, um, a variety of different textures that look like according to what I've seen on TV and, you know, people in their pictures, you know, y'all on Facebook, y'all love to share, I'm grateful for that because it's very inspirational, but I am not flying. And I, my first famous picture I took, the, the first one that I sold at my first art gallery show was uh, a picture I named Wow. Now you have to see it for yourself and you can see the reason particularly why I named it Wow. Because that's the effect, the effect that people, when they look at the picture, they literally like are befounded and wonder how I got that shot. And of course, there's a story with that. But And of course, I'm selling it. And of course, I'm doing other pieces like my 3D. I'm thinking maybe some squirrel pictures if y'all liked it. Y'all have to speak up and tell me what y'all like. I like to put new stuff out and hear y'all opinion, y'all ideas. I have ideas of my own. Like I have a 3D picture that I would like to, I'm considering um, making it a art mug. It'd be a 3D art mug as well as a face mask with a 3D tunnel purple shot. Let you see it for yourself. See if you like it. Even I'm considering doing postcards. I might even like that. But all um, ideas aside, I'm excited about this poetry contest. I just feel like the more we learn to trust our guts, God can tell you every single time, and I believe that's a gift God gives every last one of us. I feel like... When we don't trust ourselves, we don't trust our gut feeling, we will be disappointed. We will cheat ourselves. Any other artists out there agree with me? Like, okay, my surprise squirrel picture that I took, nobody. I haven't seen it in that geographic. I haven't seen it anywhere else about squirrels. If you like squirrels, I don't know, but I actually do. And they're very clever creatures. I seen a squirrel from a distance, and it was its body was laying flat on the ground. And I thought it was dead at first. That's what my logical mind said, but my gut said, "Creep up on it and take a picture." So I did exactly that, and it was a long shot, meaning it was a close-up shot, but it was a meaning I crept up, I crept all the way down to the. I tell you where I was at. For those who live in Jersey, how y'all doing? Hello. For those who live in Nevada, hey, because I realize I got Nevadian people too, because I lived there for eight years, so I have a giant respect for Vegas and the life that I lived. It wasn't all bad, but let me continue about the squirrel picture. So, here in the Garden State, I had seen the squirrel body flat completely on the ground. And I trusted my gut. My gut said creep up on it. And I creeped up on it. I creeped literally from the, I guess you can call it the porch of the Paul Robeson building. The Paul Robeson building is the library for Camden Rutgers campus. Now, I creeped down the stairs and I walked up on it. So I went from the porch of the library 
all the way down the stairs. And this girl didn't move. Like I said, I creeped up on it. I made sure I trust my gut and just went for it. And once I got up on it close, he popped his little head up. And, like, you see, like, the little paws. And you see, like, this, like, shocked look on his face as I took a shot. People laugh when they look at the picture. I, sometimes I'm laughing right now to be frank, but it's a straight caught in in my camera moment. And um, this girl actually left after I took the shot, of course. I just shocked this creature. <laughs> Can't help but laugh, but it's definitely an effect. So you see literally the whole, I got a whole body shot of this girl. I got a complete whole body shot of this girl laying flat on his stomach. Um, paws and eyes just caught right there in the camera shot. So it's obviously a surprise. So, well, surprise for that squirrel. Not me. <laughs> so um, that's how I was able to do it. And that wow picture I spoke about, I literally did that on instinct. Instinct told me to stretch out. Not to a point that I'm dangling, but I caught the curve of the... I think it's the blue line. Try to think which transportation. The Paco train. Yes, it's the Paco train that goes to Philly. I caught that railing, but my goal was just to get the railing. But I actually caught a lot more. I caught the skyline of New Jersey slash City City, Philadelphia, and the clouds and the formation of that, and the sky and all that turned to. The picture I called and named Wow. And that was completely on instinct. I took a risk. I could have failed if I would have stretched out too far. I could have broke my camera if I wasn't paying attention of how far I was stretching out. So, I win. You understand? I figure out, like, what what is it worth? And people seem to like it. So... I feel like as a writer, it's the same thing. You have to figure out for yourself what is your goal that you wish to achieve with this particularly. So I talk about my writing, my love for poetry, and I hope to inspire and spark a light within your work. If you do poetry, or maybe you're just a fan, maybe you need to have a good read, you know? I, I Sometimes I'm like that, I feel like that. So, this is my podcast show talking about my love for reading. What do you love to read? What would you like to talk about? We come now to reading, to creating poetry. Your voice deserves to be heard and expressed. You know, I think about how far I came in my journey in my life. And the worst thing you can do is to not value your voice. The worst thing you can do is not value your inner voice. We all have one. Not everybody responds to it or even respect it. A lot of times, well, okay, I'm talking about me. I neglected it. And as a result, I got all these monsters in my life who didn't belong there. And I woke up extraordinarily unhappy. So, 
Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you for love. I'm sorry, toxic relationship. Love ain't got nothing to do with that at all. Just an opinion and an experience. Thank you for your comments, your beautiful comments. And thank you for the compliments. And thank you for just hearing me out and respecting my craft. And thank you. Yes, y'all have been donating faithfully. So I say thank you for taking the time out to hear me out and talk about my love and my interest for poetry and where I'm going with that. This has been a I love poetry moment over and out.